a good experience when it comes to fatherhood. Some of us have had really bad experiences. Some of us are even going through maybe bad experiences. But I pray that the word of God will encourage us so that where it can be fixed, we fixed, be fixed it. Where it cannot be fixed, you, you, you put it in the hands of God and know that even if it has been bad before, it stops with you. And going forward, you will sow a different kind of seed and you will reap a different kind of reward. You know, because, you see, I'm happy that we even get a day like this to talk about the concept and the essence of fatherhood because the world system is determined to destroy that. Yeah, they are determined. Legalistic means, uh, what do you call it, intellectual means, by whatever means. But it is so subtle that we don't realize that it is being eroded from society. And we have brought it into the church. We are even interpreting our Bible through what the world says. But today I want us to show what I call the model of a father. The model of a father. Because it's good when you have a model to aspire towards. It's good when you have a model that can mentor. It's good that when you have a model that you can look up to. It's good that when you have a model that you can also glean from and become and make maximum use of that. Because it's always good to have a standard set so that at least you have something you're striving towards. As a child, as a father, there is something that, so we should, you see, every time you're reading the Bible, never look at the Bible like, who can forgive, what, you know, seven times, seven, who can forgive that many times? Do you understand? You should never read virtuous woman and say, but you, I mean, really, everything about her, she works hard, she's there, she, is it? It's a model, and it sits in its place, and we achieve it. See, that's why in education, people get different grades. Because somebody is aiming for 100, and they get 80 or 90. Somebody too is aiming for 60 or 45. So long as they make the grade. But you shouldn't do that. If there's a standard, let's put it there. And I believe that in the word of God, there's a standard. And you know, as I was preparing for this message, when you look in the dictionary and you say, oh, father, it will just give you the same thing. A male parent, isn't it? Yeah, it will give you a male parent if you want to um, look further. It will tell you that it is a, a male relation, a male in relation to his child or children. That's it. But then when we come into our biblical concept or environment, you realize that when you see father in the Bible, it is either coming from a Hebrew word or a Greek word, isn't it? And then I looked at it, and when you say father as a Hebrew, in the Hebrew, it actually comes from, you know, in the Hebrew, some of the writings are by pictures, and it comes from two pictures. And one is that of an ox, an oxen, which signifies what? Strength. And the other picture is that of a tent or a home that houses a family. And it interprets as the strength of the house. Father is... The strength of a house. The strength of the house. And that is why, you see, the devil has stopped bothering us, has decided that he'll do it from a social level, government level. Do you understand? Yeah. Let me tell you something. A lot of the times, 
when new laws are passed, when uh, new processes are put in in our society, it is because of one bad apple. Yeah, because of a few bad issues. Then they create a law. But you always come to realize that the new law also increases or destroys something else. Always. Always. But the reality of it is that society, by virtue of our new season, the strength of the house is being weakened, being destroyed, being undervalued. It's like, yeah, you don't need that. Who needs a man? I mean, look at all these stars. They go and locate the particular sperm they want to fertilize their egg so that they can get a particular child who looks a certain way. Yeah, now they are trying to combine it so that you can select yeah, yeah, the kind of gene you want your child to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read, you said, okay, this one, they are tall. This one, they are this. This one, you get a red head. So, yeah, they want that. Can you imagine? Yeah. When that's, a, there's somebody who occupies that place. Yeah. And then when you reverse it, now they are trying hard to create ways so that men can carry baby. You think we are joking? We are in the church, we are just playing. And before we know, it takes over us. And find, sometimes we find ourselves sewn into it. But you see, because we also don't want to take scripture in its totality, we always pick something and say, yeah, but it makes men look like this. Or it looks it up. But it's because you don't also look at it. Because when the Bible says, wives, submit your husbands, it also says, husbands, love your wives. Yeah. So the issue is not that men should not lead, but it's just that you shouldn't get a man who doesn't love his wife and love himself. The strength of the house. Anywhere that the strength of the house is there, you know that it's there. And it's just a funny thing because when you look inside, just everything about life, when you get into any school, there's a principal, there's a headmistress, there's a headmaster, isn't it? There's a head of whatever, there's a dean of the school, there's a, everywhere. When you get to the workplace, there's no workplace on this planet that you go and say, oh no, here we don't have anybody. No, there are no managers, no directors, nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, even, even uh, co-op, where they say corporate, co uh, what do you call it, communal, even co-op, they have directors. They have CEO among the co-op. But when it comes to the family, when it comes to the church, then we are destroying it by virtue of a few bad apples. Haven't we got bad managers? Haven't we had people leading who have abused people? Haven't we had people who have really treated people badly? But we don't say that from now on no more. Yeah. So today we will lift fathers up again. Amen. Yeah. Because I want to tell you something. Listen, faith will generate action. Action will always fulfill faith. So the more we have faith in the men, the more they will act according to the faith we have. And the more they will fulfill it. In the Greek, it says pata, which means a nourisher or an originator or a transmitter. You know, when you read Romans 4, you will find verse 11, verse 12, and verse 16. You will see that we have all the father of circumcision. Then you find Abraham as the father of us all. In fact, even when I looked up, I realized that Abraham himself, the name Abraham, Abraham means the exalted father. Abraham means a father of nations. Yeah. And we say that what? We are all, isn't it? Yeah, show the father of Abraham. 
as many sons, many sons as And there's a very simple uh, passage in the Bible that we use all the time. But today, I'm going to let you realize that actually it is the model of a father. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. You know, in um, John 13, 15, the Bible says, this was Jesus talking, in the message says what? I have laid down a pattern for you, and what I have done, you also do. In the King James, he says that, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. Which means that Jesus is saying that he has laid a roadmap or an outline of how we can do it or how it should be done. He, he Jesus, did it. So it means that we too, we can do it. So we are going to look at Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read from verse 9. And that is our pattern. Today my message is very short because my issue is that the church is going to redeem fatherhood. My prayer. And I pray that we'll all strive for it. You know, I was, I've been thinking about this thing for a while now as we have been approaching Father's Day. And it dawned on me because for me, when it comes to, I mean, Father's Day, I, ha- I don't have a whole lot to, of experience or a whole lot, you know, because my father died at the age of nine. So I hadn't at that time decided how I was going to analyze fatherhood. But we were driving yesterday or so, and Phoebe was like, I don't know how the conversation came, but the next thing I knew, we were talking about my father. <laughs> and she said, that, uh, Mommy, do you know that if your father had been alive, the, 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 the journey of your life would have been different? And I probably would not exist. <laughs> I said, you would exist. She said, yeah, but maybe not the form, because you may not have been where daddy was to have married daddy to, you know, she, she has her own interpretation of things, but... But when she was saying it, then I said something to her. And then when I said it to her, then it dawned on me that even though I probably had a biological father for not so many years in my life, just those few years, what he deposited has remained. Yeah. And you see, I also had one of those fathers that you can never describe him as perfect. As for A1, he was nowhere near A1. Oh, no, 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 no. Because even at that age... I saw his manifestation. You see, I'm one of those people that my child has to be very careful if they marry somebody from my countryside because they could easily be marrying a relative. (laughs) Yeah, I am very certain that I have brothers and sisters I know not of. Oh, I am absolutely certain. I mean, without a doubt. Every now and then we discover, we are told, and you see, the way my father was also, when somebody is brought up that, oh, this is his child, you can't miss it. You can tell immediately that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know? So he had extreme shortcomings. Totally extreme shortcomings. But I also realized that he had a certain, uh, what do you call it, mindset or a certain heart and passion when it came to certain things, which are also extremely important, you know, because when it came to the area of education and it came to 
the area of uh, business. He doesn't, he wasn't mediocre at all. He had the same passion as he had on the other side. He has the same. And after Phoebe finished her exams, as we were talking, I realized that I've got it. Because, you see, it doesn't matter if he's traveled from where in the world and he arrives and you wake up in the morning. He expects you to come and sit by his bedside and study. He expects you to be able to do your times table backwards, forwards, whatever, before you even put on your uniform and go. And when you get back from wherever, he expects you to quickly have something to eat and be studying. And he also expects you that when he gets home in the evening, you should be studying. In fact, in my, in my house, it was so bad that if you hear, you hear, you take the book and read it anyhow. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just, just say, yeah. But you see, it was something that he was instilling in us. Yeah. So I can choose to look at all that side. Or I can also choose to see that. He was somebody who was always studying. When people travel from abroad and they bring sweets and whatever, he brings books. He brings books for my brothers. He brings food for my sister. He brings books. And then he brings books for himself. If you go to him and ask him for, you have to buy any book. On, you know those signs, there's no Amazon. <laughs> so when you want a book, you have to find location of book. Yeah, I can really remember him traveling to Germany or somewhere, look, looking for some books that was needed for some of them, my brother, to study. That's the value he placed on it. So if I can even stand now and say, that was a good thing. So if I get home and it doesn't matter how tired I am, and Phoebe says, mommy, we have to go through my exam. I have exam tomorrow. I just find it normal and natural to sit there and question her or listen to her because it was something that was on. And it was the blessing of a father. I can choose to, you know, associate and, you know, fight with my mother you know, on her behalf, on all his. Are they shortcomings? They are very long comings. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm telling her something. You see, and, and this particular ingredient, you'll find it in every sibling I have. And you'll find that all their children do have the same thing. Yeah. My, my little nephew, you know, he's a bit, you know, on the cool side and, you know, that. But you realize that it doesn't matter how he, the one thing that is passionate about is like, I've got to get an A. I've got to get a, yeah, but it's coming from his grandfather. So Jesus gave us this manner. He says, in this, who's my reader? Where is she? Yeah, you need to take your microphone. In this manner, therefore, pray. When you're ready, I'll stop. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. I'm going to read King James. Okay. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Isn't that the one we memorized? Yeah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debtors as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine, for yours, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Message Bible says, with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, 
reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so do it below. Keep us alive with three square meals. <laughs> yeah. Keep us forgiving. He didn't add any desserts or anything. <laughs> Keep us forgiving with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You are blessed in your beauty. Yes, yes, yes. I'm imagining how it was written. That's why I put myself inside there. Yeah. And you know that we always read this passage. But if Jesus was talking about his father, then it means that you and I can also talk about our father. And then it means that you and I also can become the Jesus in this passage. So we are just going to look at it. And it says, it says what? Our father. Or you can say what? My father. Value that identity. My father. My father. What am I saying? You see, for some of us, we might easily think that it's a bit too late for the my father bed. But if you have a brother or you have sons, it's never too late. Because it is not easy. Like how sometimes we say that there is an office, isn't it? And different people may sit in it. And anybody who sits in that office, we must value that relationship. My father. Yeah. You see, we have society has moved so much, they'll say, oh, baby daddy. You know, the father of my children. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, my whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you see, sometimes even when they use some of uh, BFF and uh, what, BAE and all those kind of things, it takes away from the value. Do you understand? It takes away from the value. The value is that this is my father. This is my father. This is my father. This is my father. And what we don't realize is that the value we place on it is what it becomes to us. You see, your most valuable things, most of the time you lock them up. When you go and stay in a hotel, they'll have a box, isn't it? Uh, whatever. What do you call it? Safe. There. What do you do? You put your passport in. You put your money in. Isn't it? Yeah. And then you see that your torn slippers, you leave it under the bed. Because anybody who takes it, it doesn't matter. But what you value, you put it there. But what we don't realize is that if Jesus is telling us that this is our father, that the person who we are going to talk about is our father, and he's talking about God as his father, then it means that he's also talking as what? The shepherd. And one of the things you don't realize is that the Bible says that strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Strike the father and the family will scatter. So we have come to the place where Fathers have been devalued. Fathers are frowned upon, looked upon. Yeah. Because it is only fatherhood that when it's bad, we criticize so much. But there are also mothers who are bad. There are also mothers who have abandoned their children. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because for me, I think that my biological mother had very little value in my life. But my, my, my biological father took the risk he had to take and present all his children to his wife. Anyway, <laughs> it's a message. <laughs> we are cutting off something valuable in our life. We're cutting off. We're cutting off. We're cutting off. We're cutting off. 
You know, as we look through them, you come to realize that, listen, we have to find a way. We have to find a way to bring back dignity to fatherhood. We have to find a way to bring that back. Yeah, because you see, I can also tell those of you who are not married, please, just marry somebody who... <clears throat> yeah, otherwise, your, your story will be like, hey, as for me, fathers, I don't want to know. Yeah. But you should have known before. Recently, I asked somebody, where did you meet your husband? Then when she told me where she met her husband, I said, um, do you think your problem is linked to where you also met your husband? <laughs> our father, which art in heaven. Our father, who is in heaven. Our father, who is leading the home. Our father, who is recognize the position of fathers. Jesus said, my father, he's at the top. My father, he's at the head. My father, he's, where is your father? My father, he's in charge of the home. My father is, you see, let us bring the respect of fatherhood back. And I want to say to the fathers too, take your dignity back. It is yours. It is your, I don't care if you have made mistakes or whatever. It is an office you sit in, sit in it. Yeah. Because you see, the children can choose to honor the fathers, but the fathers must also honor themselves. Must, must also take the value that has been conferred on them. Don't abuse it. Yeah. Sometimes you will find people rich, uh, a few years ago when Nando's or something, Kian was telling me that, yeah, that, this girl's baby, that's the father who's sitting there with another girl in, in, inside the Nando's there. I said, how can this? He said, yeah, this was the child that, you know. So you can see that. And then that person sitting there too has a baby with a guy. Who has the baby with the other? Who has the baby? Do you understand? The man himself, he doesn't have value in the title he's carrying in both homes in all the places that. The father also must take that place as we begin to also honor that. Because we have to honor it. What did I tell you? Faith will generate what? Action will what? Fulfill faith. Recognize the position. 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 Recog Listen, if there's a mess with the head, there's a mess with the rest of the body. Yeah. They say the fish rots from the head, isn't it? Yeah. If there's a mess up there, there'll be a mess. So let's not be excited and let's not walk in that vim that, oh, as for me, my father was useless. As for me, please. You see, you can say it off cuff, but it, it trickles down. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. It's one of those place, things that there's so little you can do, especially when it comes to your biological father. Whether you like it or not, the name is on you. Do you know that even if you choose not to give uh, your, 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 the baby father's name to the baby, the name is on the child. Because it's in, its, it's in the child's DNA. It's in the child's DNA. Yeah. And you see, the reality is that the father gives the child identity. Listen, when you look through scripture, you will realize that when John, you know, had been struck, they had to wait, give him paper to us, isn't it? 
What is the name? Wasn't the mother who had carried nine months there? They asked, what's the name then? He took and he wrote, he said, oh, his name shall be John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which means that if your father is giving you identity, then give some respect to it. Yeah, because you also don't want to say that a fool gave me a name. Yeah. You see, let's begin to think about it. Because we have been so easy in saying that, no, as for me, I was brought up by a very useless man. My father, he was never there. My father, he was really, my... it could, it's true. But he still has that identity. And you've got to acknowledge it. You've got to acknowledge it. You've got to acknowledge it. The world has done it so badly that we are struggling to do it right. We are struggling. Why, why, does it, why is it so, why should we even be so amazed that maybe, look at today, the, all the men, they came to sing and it was, do you understand? Because for some of us, we find it so odd to even see men in church so excited and say, we find it so odd. When we think of father, we think of him going to drink. We think of him sneaking with girls. We think of him, we think of him, we think of him, we think of him. No. We have to also start presenting a different, we have to start, you know, there, 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 there's a, I think it's a website or something from which I saw, you remember the thing I told you on Wednesday, the baby and the father, you know, and then I realized that they should show more of those things, of fathers who are doing, do you have it, Joel? You, they should show more of the, when you go on to that, yeah, thing, right? possible, possible, possible. Yeah. When you go in there, you will see, I'm sure most of you have seen this, but I want to show you, I, had, I, took, I picked about three of them because you will see a baby and a father. Amazing relationship. You see a little boy growing and a father. Amazing relationship. You will see a man, 53-year-old, and he's 80-whatever father. An amazing relationship. But those things don't make news. Those things don't make news. What makes news? Yeah. The child molester, the rapist, the man. Yeah. How of the population of men, how many men rape women? Today I'm going to preach this thing. Me, I'm a woman, so I should be able to preach it. You see, if you can't preach it, they say, look at the man he's trying to. No. Yeah. You think about it. How many? But we publicize it every time. It is negative. And every time there is an amazing and you see, I intentionally picked, I picked a black man, I picked an Asian man, and then I picked a white man. All of them are good. Let's stop focusing on the bad men. Yeah. And you see, if we wanted to change, we should begin it with our young boys. Because we, we just show them that, and they grow up, and they find it okay. They impregnate somebody, they don't even blink. Yeah. You just say, yeah, you can choose to have the baby or not because he knows that he's not going to pay child support, he's not going to do anything, it's not going to cost him anything apart from spams. Listen, let's watch this. Um, I want us to watch the three little clips, okay, about three different um, fathers. Press play. Yes, okay. Did you understand it though? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Huh? Oh, no, not, not this one. This is the grand finale of this. Okay, can I ask? Yeah, that's the last one. That's what I was wondering. I don't know what they're going to do next season because they did some stuff this time. Exactly what I was thinking. 
So that's a father. Did you have 50? Because, that's a father. A 53 year old man and his father. They said when they were on holiday, they had gone away for a retreat, whatever. He was just asking the mom, so when are we getting back? Are you sure that he's not looking for me? Are you sure that he's And he's 53. His father is 80. They are good men. Yeah. Of all races, of all nationalities, of all creed, of, they are good men. That's good. Let's build them up. Let's find them. Yeah. We have used enough of our energy on the bad ones. Now let's use the rest of our energy on the good ones. On the good ones. Let's celebrate them. Let's acknowledge them. Let's elevate them. Let's give them their place. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. In every father there is a kingdom. In every father there is a kingdom. In every father there is a kingdom. Whether it's a good kingdom or bad kingdom, in every father there is a kingdom. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you will operate in that kingdom. And that's why as a father, if you're a father in this house, begin to realize what you are sowing 
and the trails you are leaving behind because that is out of that will your children break forth. Yeah. The kingdom of the child is in the kingdom of the father. See, and you see, when you think that the Bible doesn't know what it's talking about, the Bible knows exactly what it's talking about. And that is why it is careful to even talk when it comes to how we relate with the opposite sex. You don't just sleep with anybody because you don't just want to become a father. Because it's not just something you do. But because we have normalized the first, we have had to normalize the second. Because when you even go to the bank and you are feeling for you can feel in it. Yeah, now it's not whether you are single or married. It's your single, whatever, what do you call it? Partnership. Oh, we have permutated the thing. Yeah, so now we have permutated the fatherhood. It has to change. It has to change. All of us must reassess. If you're a father, reassess. If you're a child, reassess. You see how Jesus felt about his father? Yeah. He was able to praise his father. Most of us struggle to give a praise to our father because we look at only the negative. Is there anyone perfect? Yeah. The one thing he did at least is give you life. And you see, we have done it so much that we, it has become normal. We'll look at one. One has to finish shortly. So. I want to run through. I'll give them all to you and then we'll. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of the father first covers the home. And out of the home it goes to the rest of the earth. So as the children go out. The will of the father follows them. Generation after generation. <laughs> when you read um, Matthew chapter 11 verse 27. The Bible says. Jesus was saying. He said all things are delivered unto me of my father. And no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. So the father is revealing himself to the son. The son is revealing himself to others. How does the son reveal himself? By virtue of what he has seen. By what virtue of what we know. And that is why, you know what this morning when Pastor Sam was talking about the fact that fathers must have their faith, a commitment to their faith and a certain strength. Because if your faith and your commitment to God is in a particular way, your will will be in line with that of God. And so, your, because whether we like it or not, thy will be done. So if the will of the Father is not a good one, that is what is going to bless the household. Because the will will be done. If, you go, if the man is somebody who decides to misbehave, the children can easily become a mess. The whole family can be torn apart because that is the will of the man. And that is why if the man also is a God-fearing one, the will that he will bring into the household is that which God can bless. I think that once you realize that I'm not just, it's not a title just I carry, but literally everything I do has an impact. Do you know that? Yeah, literally everything I do. I mean, look at me just even having a bit of a joke about it and saying, but look at the reality of it, that my son or my daughter can easily go and meet somebody and then after a while we'll discover that
their, their DNA is falling in line. <laughs> yeah. By virtue of somebody's will. By virtue of somebody's will. Yeah. Which means that by virtue of another will also, another thing can become a blessing. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. When there's really a father, there's provision. It's not because mother can provide. Of course mother can provide. But you see, there should be that expectation. You see, when I even hear wives or women say, oh, he doesn't have anything. It's like they've written the mouth off. Yeah, he can't, no, he doesn't. I'm not even expecting it. Even if he doesn't bring anything, he doesn't, I don't, no, no, no. If he's the father, give us this day our daily bread. You know, and I, it's not that you need it, but there's a, there's a blessing in receiving from your father. There's a blessing. And there's a blessing for a father also having the ability to give. There's a blessing. Yeah. So we come back to society. You see, I'm, I'm not, I'm, sometimes I look at myself, I say, I mean, I'm not really a capitalist, but I'm definitely not a socialist, I, you know. But you realize that even the world system can make you not be able to provide daily bread. You know why? Because in England, if you have had a baby, you go to the council, you register a child, isn't it? They'll give you help for milk, give you help for, this, then the father will look and say, you're covered. You're sorted. But the council is not supposed to. It didn't say, and the council shall provide daily bread. It's the father. That is why sometimes respect is lost. Respect is lost because it's like, you, what do you do? You, what can you do? Yeah. And you should, as a father, you should not let that office be abused. Even if your wife is working, if you be able to give. Yeah. Take that responsibility with pride. Not just, I'm ahead, I'm ahead. That, that one is so. Take that responsibility with pride. Yeah. Your wife may be any more, but you will let her know that, listen, I can do this. Yeah. Somebody will say it's old school. It's not old school. It's good school. Yeah. Those traditions. Those traditions are not gone. Yeah. When those traditions were kept, marriages were kept. Homes were kept. Children were brought up well. Yeah. Because for some of us women, too, because we earn more, we become rude. We look down on the man. There are many men who are abused. They just don't say it. Can't say it. Can't say it. Can't say it. <laughs> Every father must desire to have the capacity to provide. Must, 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 I mean, must have it. And if you are a child, have that expectation of your father. And be grateful for what he can afford and give. It's funny because my, my reverend's father and my father seem to have had very similar characteristics in certain areas. Yeah. Both of them really liked money. They did. Both of them, they really, really liked money. But you see that they took pride in the fact that they could yeah, determine your faith. Yeah. When we're having our casualty, I was telling Phoebe, because when she said your parts could have, I said, it's true. I probably would not have gone to the high school I went to. I probably would not have gone to the university. I, would, I probably would not have, you know, because based, in, based on the fact that 
at the time that he was about to die, my brothers were older and were, had finished high school and things. My brother had finished um, A-levels and was about to go to university. And my father decided that, okay, you're going to go to university in this particular country. So they had sorted himself out, had his tickets, everything, he was going to go to university. And then just a few days before, there was some chocolate issue and my sister's chocolate, he took it and it, uh, ate it and, you know. And so when she saw my father coming, she decided to cry the best cry of her life. And then my father saw the crying extreme and said, what is that? And he said, this boy, you know. And she exaggerated and she made the story really powerful. And my father looked at him and said, oh, because you're about to travel, your attitude is, you are not going anywhere. <laughs> it was a total destiny changer. Immediately they said, actually, there's an investing straight in front of you across the road down. They, they, they can go and locate yourself there and, and be humbled. <laughs> yeah, my mother was trying to explain to my sister, go and tell you, you know, your father, that is not how it happened. She said, no, that's how it happened. That's exactly how she remembers it. And that's exactly how it happened. And he's not going. And we are happy that he's not going at all. Yeah. Because listen, the provision of a father is not just material. It's emotional. Yeah, it's spiritual. And let me tell you something. When you have a father, it is not that because you have gotten older now you don't need. It's not true. The kind of provision you need changes, but the need is always there. You may not need your father to buy you KFC and McDonald's and whatever, but you may need his counsel in marriage. You may need his counsel in a decision you are taking, but you would always need the provision of the father. Always. For those of us who are not married, I'm giving you good advice. That now when you are choosing someone to marry, analyze this person with this, all this. Value. Recognition. Eesh. Can I acknowledge him as, can he provide? Every day he's asking me five pounds, ten pounds, five pounds, ten pounds. <laughs> How far will we go? <laughs> Let me give us the last one. Let's go. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. I'm going to end on this one because it's a perpetual cycle. I believe that the concept of forgiveness must emanate from home. Fathers must learn to forgive children. Children must learn to let go of hurts and pains. Because you see, if you don't do it, you perpetuate a cycle of unforgiveness. You will see that, you know, there will be resentments. You know, we will fight it. I mean, we will resent our fathers. We will resent our children. You know, when I was younger, I had uncles and things who used to say that off the cuff, from today you are no longer my son. From today you are no longer. Why? Because they jammed the wall. They came home late. They failed one exam. This is the last time I want to see you. This is from today. And then most of the time you can't realize, you realize that the father to one day, he, once upon a time he was told. We perpetuate the cycle. Forgiveness, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment. You see that is coming from the father. Most of the time when you see a son who is very bitter, go and look at the father. The father is also very bitter. But if you begin to teach your child by showing them forgiveness. They learn it. So when they also go out of home, they know how to forgive. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. So when father is forgiving trespasses, child is learning how to forgive. Child steps out and knows how to forgive. Knows how to let go. 
Yeah. Father is keeping resentment. Child becomes resentful. And then we perpetuate. You don't understand why you are so unforgiving. That's what you have experienced. That's what is hurting you. And it reflects. But it has to come. It's also a seed that is sown and then it goes. I let go. Can you imagine how happy homes would be? Can you imagine how many relationships and marriages would have been saved if forgiveness could have just... And then it, it enters into the siblings. Brother and sister don't talk. Siblings don't talk. Siblings despise each other. I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. I'll never. We're all operating. I'll never forgive. And then we grow up. And then we are. I'll never. We come to church. I'll never forgive you. As for me, I know how to remember things well, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I really, really. You watch and see if I'll ever talk to you again. It's not a good testimony. It's not a good testimony. Today is Father's Day. For some of us, even though Reverend gave us a message that try and call your father. Listen, when you go home and you read Genesis 9, you read about Noah, you realize that he was a drunkard. Yeah, he was an alcoholic. Yeah. Ham came to find him naked. Ham went to call everybody, come and see, this man is naked. He was cursed, and that curse remains till today. And the brothers who went and covered their father's nakedness, they were blessed, and they are blessed till today. When Jacob, when Israel blessed his his son Jacob, nothing could change it. Nothing could change it. I don't care the state of your father. The father was dying. But when he declared a blessing, it came. When he, you see, when the devil is changing everything in the world, we don't realize that he's actually affecting us. Because if the fathers can no longer bless the children, the children will not be blessed. Don't be deceived. The children will not be blessed. If the father cannot, will not, is not able to, won't be blessed. We are blessed when, I don't care who it is, who is. And if your father is gone, this message is also for you because one day you'll be a father. One day you'll be a father. Be a father that will be forgiven. Be a father who is ready. He said the, the, your glory, power, and honor will come. Every father has some glory. Every father has some power. Every father has some authority. Let's begin to receive them as such. Let's begin to. Listen, from today, if you have a father who has been mean, terrible, listen, where you can mend it, many where you cannot mend it, leave it alone. Don't add it to your to-do list. Don't add it to if I were you, my only prayer would be, Lord, restore him. Lord, restore my father. And whilst you're praying that prayer, pray for yourself that Lord, restore me because his bad behavior has made you also bitter. His bad behavior has affected you and you're going to infect it also in your generation. Let's rise up onto our fear.